Welcome to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hey, everybody. It's good to be with you again. I love this morning time. So for me right now, I'm in uh, Montecito, California, which is right near Santa Barbara. It's absolutely gorgeous. And uh, it's 8 a.m. and the sun is coming up, although there's quite a haze on the mountain here. (laughs) And our topic this week is embodying wisdom. So for me, one of the most powerful tools I have in my life is prayer. Prayer is my power tool. And we're going to start with a prayer. So I invite you to join me. I always begin with a breath of gratitude. Taking that breath of gratitude and giving thanks for my life. Giving thanks for the opportunity to remember my divinity that is in every moment. I place my hand on my heart and I invite you to do the same. As we take another breath of gratitude, we invoke the higher self, the holy self, the holy spirit self into our awareness. We partner up. Another breath of gratitude and we invoke divine grace into every nook and cranny of our life. (laughs) Oh, yes, in this moment right now, we're surrendering All thoughts of separation, all thoughts of unworthiness, blame, and shame. Surrendering any resentments, any regrets, any doubt, any worry. We surrender it all right now. All we're interested in is the love of God living through us and as us. Our very life is the life of God. Our hands are the hands of God. Our mind is the mind of God. We're setting ourselves free right now. Our walk is a walk of liberation and we walk the talk. Yes, we do. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we are one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it most definitely is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Mm. Sweet, sweet, sweet. So, this week is the first week since I started the radio show that I don't have a guest to join me. And so we're going to go it alone. And for those of you who don't know, I used to do a Monday night study group on the phone. And uh, people would call in from all over the United States and Canada mostly. And then uh, people all over the world listen to the podcast. And if you're ever interested, you can go to iTunes and just search for me, Jennifer Hadley, and you will find the um, Course in Miracles podcast. It's called Masterful Living Through a Course in Miracles. And you'll also see there that I have my daily power prayer podcast, and you'll see this podcast. So all of that is totally free for you to download at iTunes. And you can also find links to some of these things at jenniferhadley.com. So you'll have four years of those Monday night calls for our study group and uh, I'm not doing that anymore because I'm doing the class Living a Course in Miracles and uh, I'll talk some more about that in the context of our show this morning. So interesting for me to call it a show because I don't think of ministry as show business and uh, this radio program. I guess I could say it's a program. <laughs> so embodying the wisdom is the topic that actually someone else picked and I am happy to roll with it and I was thinking earlier 
my favorite section, I think, in all of A Course in Miracles really is the cause and effect section. Fear and conflict, cause and effect. I love those sections in the text. And I love Love Holds No Grievances, Lesson 68 in the workbook. And then in the teacher's manual, I love Chapter 4, What Are the Characteristics of God's Teachers? And the fourth uh, the number one characteristic in that chapter four, what are the characteristics of God's teachers, is trust. And it says everything else is based on trust. And I was thinking about this in terms of thinking of embodying wisdom. So what is wisdom? Is wisdom knowledge? I don't think that it is. And for me, I think that wisdom really is the ability to be discerning, the ability to be able to see and know and feel and hear clearly truth and our divinity, divine guidance and inspiration, to be able to clearly perceive the truth in every moment. That is wisdom. So we can acquire knowledge. And in our culture, knowledge is highly valued. Knowledge has always been highly valued because people who have knowledge, people who have information and experience sometimes have a big leg up on the naive. Not always, though, don't we know that? That very often the innocent person has a leg up. So it's a moment-by-moment thing. However... Wisdom, to me, is that ability to discern clearly. Without that, we're making choices that are not for the highest and best. And so what I believe is that wisdom is a spiritual quality. It is a spiritual quality that we can embody. So spiritual qualities are love, joy, peace, Harmony, prosperity, abundance, wholeness. These spiritual qualities, there are more, of course. Constancy is one of my favorite. Unity. These spiritual qualities are omnipresent, omnipotent, omniactive. They are always operating, live streaming 24-7, and we can access them at any point. They are our true nature. They are our true nature. Last week in my free class, Living a Course in Miracles, which you can find at livingacourseofmiracles.com, we were talking about money. And finances, and finding God's good in our finances. And that was a topic that many people had asked for in the the previous Living a Course in Miracles class. And so, in the homework call last week, I shared a quote from the course that I'm going to give you right now. It's from Chapter 8, Section 3, The Holy Encounter, Paragraph 1, and it says... Ask and it shall be given you, because it already has been given. Ask and it shall be given you, because it already has been given. So those spiritual qualities have already been given. They are our true nature. And if we're not experiencing the free flow of any of the spiritual qualities of life, it's because in our mind, in our perception, there is a block. So wisdom is 24-7, live streaming fully and completely. No dimming down. And if we're not experiencing wisdom, if we're not seeing clearly and hearing clearly and knowing clearly and feeling clearly, it's because there's a block. We don't need to go into shame and blame for the blocks. We're here in this human experience. We're having this Uh, experience of our humanity in order to remove the blocks to wisdom, to clarity, to make a holy offering of them. And what I say is let's make a holy offering of any block 
that we can perceive and let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting. So one way to think about it is if you're holding on to an idea that for some reason you're unworthy or you're not good enough or there's something wrong with you, as long as you hold on to that belief, you'll be experiencing the effect of that belief. So your belief is the cause, your experience is the effect. Wisdom is omnipresent. If we're not accessing it, it's because we believe something else is going on. We're more interested in what we think and what we believe than we are in knowing pure wisdom. So for me personally, in the last 10 or 12 years, particularly since becoming a licensed practitioner in the agape community and becoming a minister, I have made the focus of my whole life becoming pristine so that I could be what I call a clear ringing bell of the truth. So I set that intention. Now, when I set that intention to become pristine and water the seeds of wisdom in my own awareness, release all blocks to wisdom, I had no idea how to accomplish that. (laughs) I really didn't have any clear idea of how to accomplish it. But what I've realized is that it, it works like this. If I insist on believing that there's something wrong with me or that there's something wrong with someone else, I will never be able to see clearly because I'm truly not interested in that. So the the ability to see clearly is always available to me if I'm willing to choose it. That's why A Course in Miracles is all about be clear what you're choosing. Awaken in your own mind to pay attention to what you're choosing. I could choose peace instead of this. Because our our human experience is about, will you choose to think that you're a victim of the world of effects? Or are you, will you be willing to see that you are the one who is thinking the thoughts that create your experience? And we're doing it together. We are one with each other. So the greatest gift that we can give to the world is to see our brothers and sisters clearly, to see ourselves clearly. And when we can see our brothers and sisters clearly, it helps them to see themselves clearly because we're one with them. So any misperception that anyone is thinking clouds everyone's mind. Because we're united in this experience. So going back to this quote in the Holy Encounter, it's my page 141 in the text. Ask and it shall be given you, because it already has been given. Ask for light and learn that you are light. If you want understanding and enlightenment, you will learn it. Because your decision to learn it is the decision to listen to the teacher who knows of light and can therefore teach it to you. So one of the main premises of A Course in Miracles is for us not to rely on our own perception, but to constantly partner up. That's what I call it, partner up with the Holy Self, the Higher Self, the Holy Spirit, with the Divine. There is the knower who knows. So when what I one of the things that I see in all my classes, because I teach classes in a practical mysticism, I teach a year-long class called Masterful Living that starts in January. And those classes are on the phone. And I also teach a seven-week spiritual boot camp, which actually is starting next week, called Finding Freedom. And you can learn about all of this at jenniferhadley.com. But I, in this, these classes of practical mysticism, the main focus is this 
awakening to the pristine awareness, the releasing of that which clouds our perception so that we can see and know and perceive clearly and to release our attachments to thinking we know how it should be, to thinking we know how it should have been, could have been, might have been, ought to have been. These are the things that we drag with us that diminish every minute of every day in terms of our ability to see clearly. If we're interested only in what we think, how will we ever, ever perceive clearly the truth? We won't be interested in it. When we're making things up, when we're making up judgments and opinions about ourselves, about life, about other people, no matter how seemingly insignificant they cloud our perception. So, for instance, if I'm watching a television program, like I don't watch American Idol. I'm not really a TV watcher. Um, but uh, I know that American Idol is a well-beloved show in the United States. and Part of the basic premise of that show is judging. <laughs> and it's so it's a perfect example. Having the smallest judgment about someone and saying that they're stupid, they're idiotic. Even if it's fleeting, even if it's that person, that pedestrian that you pass in the car once in your life. Labeling that person as being ugly or foolish or stupid or anything like that. That is going to have a ripple effect in your mind. And it's going to diminish your ability to see yourself clearly. To see yourself as beautiful. Every single judgment, every single opinion clouds your ability to discern clearly. Think of how many mistakes you make. I know I make mistakes all the time. But think of how many mistakes you make. Simply because you didn't perceive clearly what was going on. You were seeing your judgments instead. How does that affect the quality of your relationships? I think the biggest problem that humanity has is that it thinks it's not good enough. Why does it think it's not good enough? Because we know that we're here to love and be loved. And yet, every day, most of us feel entitled to attack our brothers and sisters, which is completely contrary to our purpose in life. So that's that's what this show is about. It's about walking the talk and truly living A Course in Miracles, living the teachings, not giving them lip service, not studying them and trying to intellectually comprehend them, but saying, okay, I'm a creature of love and light, and that's all I'm interested in. So that's what we're talking about this week, Embodying Wisdom. Thank you for tuning in for Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. So we're back from our break, and... We are talking about walking the talk. And I just want to go a little further in this section in the Holy Encounter. It's my page 141. We're at the bottom now, paragraph 2. To fulfill the will of God perfectly is the only joy and peace that can be fully known because it is the only function that can be fully experienced. When this is accomplished, then there is no other experience. Yet the wish for other experience will block the accomplishment because God's will cannot be forced upon you being an experience of total willingness. So this is really key to understand that our little willingness is all that's required in order to release the attachments, the ideas, the beliefs, the thoughts that were separate from God and all of the ways in which we energize that and affirm that throughout the day so anytime that i label anyone as bad or wrong i am affirming that i'm separate from god and in this world i get to decide who's good and who's bad (laughs) i'm basically saying that god's life is crap 
That's what I'm saying. When I'm judging someone, I'm saying, oh, no, God, not so good today. Not here, not now. No, God, not so good. I, I'm going to decide who's good. I'm the good one, and you're the bad one. Or I'm the bad one, and you're the good one. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. So then every time that we do that, we're certainly not embodying wisdom. We're saying we're not interested in clear perception. We're interested in what we think, and we're actively interested in block, blocking divine insight, divine wisdom, divine clarity, divine harmony, pure joy. And that's why every single time we allow ourselves to entertain any negative thought, any judgment, any if you will, weapon of separation. We will feel upset to some degree or another because we know on a certain level, deep down, we know that we are denying our destiny. So for me, one of the prayers that I have every day for a long time now is I'm interested in embodying and living the Christ presence to the best of my ability. So it's not that I am Christ, but it's I am willing to reveal the light. So going back to the beginning of this holy encounter, paragraph one, where it says, ask and it is given because it has already been given. Ask for light and learn that you are light. You are light. The light is not outside of you. Seek first the kingdom which is within, and all else will be added unto you. I, I speak about this a lot because it, it's, it's challenging. It's very, very challenging. When we harbor resentments, when we harbor anger and regret, when we harbor the upset, then what happens is, whether we recognize it or not, we begin to think that we're not good enough. We begin to think that there's something wrong with us. We begin to think that we're a bad person. I, I used to be intensely judgmental. And so now, for me, my whole work in my ministry is about healing the mind that judges, healing the need to judge. And it's been the greatest gift that I've given to myself is to aggressively, actively release all judgments. So now, every time that I recognize I have a judgment, I'm actually grateful. And I get a little excited because I say, oh, great, I can unhook myself from this judgment and be even more pristine, be even more clear. Now, of course, I'm a minister, and this is my profession, is to be clear. That is my profession. It's My profession as a minister is really not to do anything for anyone else. It's to be the clarity that I was born to be. That is the fulfillment of my divine purpose, is to be my true self. And what I know is that the teachings of Jesus give me so many clues, whether it's in A Course in Miracles or in the Holy Bible. As I am lifted up, I draw all unto me. For any spiritual seeker, any spiritual teacher, any minister, any practitioner, that is the greatest marketing tool of all time. If I be lifted up, I draw all unto me. Be the light. You are the light. Ask for light and learn that you are light. The only reason that you don't think that you're perfect, whole, and complete is because you're not willing to. There's nothing wrong with anyone. We're all perfect, whole, and complete, for real. But we don't believe it. Why don't we believe it? Because we would like to hold on to our judgments and opinions. It's that need to be right that gets in our way. So... What I'm going to be talking about in the next few weeks is really a preparation for the holidays, okay? Because 
many of us at the holiday time, we're going to be with our family. Thanksgiving, Christmas, all these holidays, Hanukkah, all this holiday time. We're going to be with our families. And many people go into the holiday time thinking, oh, here it comes again, the disappointments, the regrets, the resentments. Here they come again. They're going to get all activated again. Oh, and we are already planning to be disappointed. We're already planning to be hurt. We're already planning to be upset. We're already planning what are the judgments that we're going to bring into every single one of those meetings. How crazy is that? So I'm going to invite you right now to place your hand on your heart with me. And just think of your family and the family situations that you have at the holiday times. And think about what is the most challenging thing for you. Maybe there's one person and one person's opinion that is most challenging for you. And can you just notice in your energy how it is that you prepare for that? So are you preparing to be attacked? Are you preparing to attack? Is that an expectation that you have? That people will be attacked? People will be disappointed. People will be hurt. You will be misunderstood. Is that an expectation that you carry in? Now, are you willing to be the one who does something different? Are you willing to be the one who does something different? Are you willing to recognize that you are one with every single member of your family, now and forever. Your relationships are eternal. So you can clear your mind of the judgments that you have now, or you can wait. You can wait as long as you want. (laughs) Are you willing? Are you willing? Are you willing to be the one? Are you willing to be the savior in your own life? Are you willing to be the light? The great thing about the light is when the light is turned on, the darkness is gone. When the light is turned on, the darkness does not slowly recede. The darkness does not put up a fight. It does not argue with the light. The darkness does not resent the light. The darkness cannot win over the light. It cannot. It has no power. It is nothing. It is nothing. It is an illusion. The only thing that's true and real is the light. And what is the light but love? Illumination. Are you willing to be luminous? And discover your natural luminosity. Will you be the light in your own life? Or will you look to someone else to be the light? So this is where if you're willing to partner up, if you are willing to partner up, you will recognize that you don't have to go it alone. That you have a divine partner. And that divine partner really is all of life. Everything is for you and nothing is against you unless you think something is against you. Because even in every single one of our challenges is the answered prayer. How cool is that? That the answered prayer is encoded into the challenges. Very often when the challenges come, we try and manage, cope, and manipulate with them. Right, And so what happens then is we never actually receive the answer prayer contained in the challenge. But when we perceive a challenge, if we can partner up, bring in the light, and recognize that we are guided, if we choose, we are guided by the knower who knows. And our experience will reveal to us where we are holding on to judgments and opinions, where we are attached 
to an idea of lack and limitation and otherness and specialness. So as we're just beginning to think about the holidays and Halloween is next week, sometimes Halloween can be a major family event. I know it has been in my family. And all kinds of ego triggers can happen. Are you willing to partner up? Are you willing to start every day in a divine partnership and not rely solely on your own judgment, your own perception? Are you willing to be pristine? Are you willing to set the intention to see and know and feel and hear clearly? So you know what happens when you really commit to walking the talk and living A Course in Miracles, living any truth teaching, because truth is truth. What happens is you will be made aware of every place where you're not congruent with the truth. Every place where you like to have your own special opinion about things. And it can be a special hatred or it can be a special love. It doesn't matter. You're going to see all the attachments. And it can actually become quite irritating and frustrating at first. Now, here's the thing to recognize. In each one of those moments of irritation and frustration, that's your divine opportunity to partner up. You've lost that connection of partnership. And now you're trying to go it alone. That's why you're feeling frustrated and irritated. Because you're relying on your own abilities. And you can give that up. You can give that up. So going back to what it says here in the text, to fulfill the will of God perfectly, this is 141, the Holy Encounter, paragraph 2, to fulfill the will of God perfectly is the only joy and peace that can be fully known because it is the only function that can be fully experienced. The only joy that can be fully known, the only peace that can be fully known is when we align with divine will and stop needing to have a separate will. So what I say all the time is that this world of illusion that we're experiencing, the dream of Maya, uh, that's another way to, to think of it, this experience of thinking that we're a body is all about what would you do if you could think you were separate from God and create your own experience? What would you do if you could have free will? Now, as it says in the Course, there is no free will. Free will is an illusion. It is the basis of the illusion that we're experiencing. There is only divine will. There is no free will. However, in this human experience, as we're awakening to our divinity and remembering the truth about ourselves and everyone else, we are remembering that divine will is our true will. That God's will is our true will because we are of God and we are not of this world. So we can be in it but not of it. And this is what we're remembering. This is the atonement to realize that the separation never occurred. We are not now, nor have we ever been separate. But we have to value divine will and release the attachment to free will. How do we do that? We exercise free will by choosing to align with divine will and not being interested in being separate from divine will anymore. So you've heard that expression. My my teacher, my minister, Reverend Dr. Michael Beckwith from Agape says it all the time. Life is good. Life is good. And when he says it at Agape in a, a, a room full of people, everybody says, all the time. He says, life is good, and we say, all the time. Because that's one way for us to remember that divine will is the only will that there is, and God's will is good. What that really means to us is, 
Our challenges are our answered prayer. So nothing is ever going wrong. There is divine will in everything. So if we choose thoughts of separation, we're going to feel upset. If we choose to attack our brothers, we're going to feel attacked. We're going to feel afraid. We're going to feel less than. This is divine will operating in our life. Are we willing to accept it or are we going to argue with it? Are we going to convince ourselves we're a body and that we're separate and that we have the right to judge, to attack? Or are we going to align with divine will? It's not easy. It's not easy. And that's why shows like this, prayers, all of these opportunities to remember the truth are so helpful. But it doesn't make any difference if we study the books, but we don't live it. That is just often an ego attachment to having the knowledge, but not living in wisdom. So we're going to talk about more this more when we come back. Stay tuned. If you've tuned in for Touching the Stillness with host Reverend Paulette Pipe, then you know the power of her soul-stirring meditations. And if her programs leave you wanting more, you can purchase her meditation CD, Touching the Stillness, and you'll be able to take Paulette's calming voice along with you wherever you go. This enthralling CD contains three separate self-contained meditations that can either be listened to in one sitting or one at a time. Whatever your preference, Paulette's mesmerizing voice will transport you beyond thoughts and sounds to a sacred place of stillness and soul remembrance. So go ahead, enliven your meditation practice with the Touching the Stillness CD from Reverend Paulette Pipe and let the stillness touch you. To obtain your copy, go to www.unity.org and click on Shop. That's www.unity.org and click on Shop. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day, in every way. Now, back to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk. So I'd like to remind you that right now I'm in the middle of the Living a Course in Miracles class. We're going to have week five this week with David Hoffmeister. So livingacourseinmiracles.com has all the information. It's totally free. It's an eight-week class. There are 16 classes, and it's a real class. 
It's a real class. And I give you homework. I walk you through things. And livingacourseofmiracles.com, totally free. I invite you to come and bring your friends. There is such deep and profound teaching there. We did the most gorgeous work about money and finances last week with Karen Russo. And then uh, this week is David Hoffmeister. We've had Gary Renard and John Mundy. We have some great classes coming up. You can get in and you can also purchase the classes if you want, but it's totally free to listen online. You can also be my prayer partner every day, and those details are at jenniferhadley.com. You can sign up for my daily blog and get a, a an email every day from me with a link to listen to my prayer and be my prayer partner. And I really encourage you to do that because even if you don't open the email, even if you don't read it, even if you don't click and pray with me, you'll still see that email. And you can just take one second and say, my will is the will of God. Every time you see something that reminds you of it, my will is the will of God. And really releasing any need or desire to have a separate will. So we're we're looking at this section, the Holy Encounter, it's chapter... <clears throat> 8, Section 3, my page 141, paragraph 2. To fulfill the will of God perfectly is the only joy and peace that can be fully known. So, many of us spiritual seekers we've been reading and studying for so long, and yet, and we know this intellectually, oh yes, oh yes, to align with the will of God, that's the only joy and peace that can be truly known. Yes, yes, yes. Well, that's why I'm studying these things. That's why I'm taking all of these classes. That's why I'm reading all these books and going to all these lectures and workshops and listening to all these podcasts is in order to gather this spiritual information so that I can be spiritually awake and mature. However, that is not the route to spiritual maturity and awakening, studying books. It's not. The thing that studying a book can do is inspire us to walk the talk. But the way to awaken is to walk the talk. That's why this this uh, program is called Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk. If you're not willing to walk the talk, then you're just dancing around with knowledge. And it's not going to make any real difference in your life. You've got to get in where the rubber meets the road. And so you have to align with divine will. You have to stop valuing your own opinions and judgments. That is the only way to set yourself free and know true joy and peace. And let me just say, every time I discover a long-held opinion or judgment and I fully offer it, I fully give it to the Holy Spirit and say, you know what? I'm not interested in this anymore. I don't need this opinion anymore. It's of no value to me anymore. When I thought with sincerity, and this is what I do every day in the prayer, and why I encourage you to be my prayer partner. Every day, we're making a holy offering of the thoughts and the beliefs, the opinions and the judgments that no longer serve us serve us and we are saying we're not interested in that anymore what we are interested in is aligning with love aligning with divine will and literally being the peace being the love being the joy in our life joy love peace these are unconditional qualities of god and they're always unprecedented meaning that when we align with true joy peace love harmony abundance prosperity it assists us in literally moving into the unprecedented, leaving the past behind. When we're in an unprecedented space, then whatever happened in the past does not hold on us. The past has a hold on us when we're interested in it, when we cherish it, when we hate it, when we have an attachment to it. So what I see and know for myself and others is the challenge that we have is we're constantly dragging the past with us, thinking that our opinions about the past 
are of value to us and that somehow by cherishing our opinions about the past, we're going to protect ourselves in the future. But what we're doing is we're guaranteeing ourselves that we will never experience joy and peace. We'll never experience abundance and prosperity. We'll never experience freedom and wholeness as long as we're interested in dragging the past with us. So we have to be willing to put those the holy altar fire of God's love on a moment-by-moment basis. It is deeply challenging, and it contains our answered prayer. You know, I love Shakespeare. I love Shakespeare. For many years, I worked at the New York Shakespeare Festival with Joe Papp in New York, and I was a theater major as an undergraduate. And I love Shakespeare. It's one of the reasons why I think I feel so drawn and why A Course in Miracles is so easy for me is because I love that iambic pentameter. And in my favorite play is uh, Romeo and Juliet. And there's the um, uh, scene where the the uh the townsfolk are fighting and fighting and or the montagues and capulets are fighting over just nothing just pure ego and the prince comes in to break it up and he says throw your mistempered weapons to the ground and he's demanding that they be peaceful and courteous with each other and so that's the way i think of it these judgments these opinions these attack thoughts are mistempered weapons and so I think of just throwing them to the ground, you know. And another thing I think of is Mother Earth as this amazing being who can transform energy. If I'm willing to give up the thoughts of attack to the Holy Spirit, to divine love, if I'm willing to throw them to the ground and say, I don't need that anymore, it's of no value to me anymore, then I can have a healing. And that's why it says at the bottom of 141 here in the text, when this is accomplished, when this is accomplished, then there is no other experience. There is no upset anymore. When we're willing to live in joy and align fully with divine love, then that's all we experience. Yet the wish for other experience will block its accomplishment because God's will cannot be forced upon you, being an experience of total willingness. So God's will is total willingness. Are you willing to align with that? And are you willing to be that gift to your family, to your friends, to your life as we come into the holidays this year? Are you willing To see everyone in your life as they truly are and stop seeing what you think. So in a certain way, we human beings are meaning-making machines. We're all about making the meaning in our life. Are you willing to release the meaning that you have made to everything? Those are just the very first lessons of A Course in Miracles. Are you willing to align with that? Because you can study the whole book backwards and forwards and do those lessons over and over and over again. But if you still cherish the meaning that you make of various things throughout your life, the opinions and the judgments that you have, the attack thoughts, if you still cherish them, you will never experience the love, the peace, the prosperity, the wholeness, and the harmony. Because truly you are not interested in that. You have to align with divine will in order to experience them fully. You can't be a little bit aligned. (laughs) You know, and one of the great things about our spiritual path is sometimes we get these flashes of the purity that we truly are and that life could be if we were but willing to release our judgments and our opinions to the holy altar fire of divine love. If we were willing 
then we could see clearly and know clearly and feel clearly and hear clearly the truth that is always live streaming and always, always there for us. Oh my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. So it's about giving up our attachments. And I really love that word. That's how the Buddhists teach about it, that attachments are the things that obscure the truth when we're attached to our point of view. And an attachment basically comes in two flavors, cravings and aversions. Those are the words that Buddhists use, and I really love them. So a craving is when we make something a false idol, or we think that we need something, and we're desperate for it. We want it, want it, want it. The needing and the wanting, that's the craving. The special relationship, that's a craving. The aversion is the hatred, the dislike, the making things wrong and bad. So choose ye this day whom you will serve, God or mammon. Mammon is the world or the ego. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. So I invite you to place your hand on your heart as I am doing, and we're going to pray out here right now. Ah, Taking a breath of gratitude, we make a holy offering of all judgments and opinions, and we consciously partner up with the higher self, the holy self, the spirit self, and we remember our true identity and the true identity of all beings, that we are creatures of love and light and we dare not hold any other opinion. We're releasing the habits of misery and we're remembering love. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone and we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Ah, thank you everyone. I love you. Have a great week.